Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dear New Me Show. On today's episode, we will be talking to none other than Sincerely Collins. He is a recording artist, a label owner, and also a practicing vegan. We're going to be talking about things like the power of thoughts, losing religion, and also if Trump is good for America. There's never a dull moment in this interview, and I think that you guys are going to take a lot from it. Once again, you guys who support my company, Raw Yogi, you are making sure that this podcast stays ad-free. So I thank you for that. Without further ado, here comes the episode. You're listening to The Dear New Me Show, a podcast aimed at helping people gather great tools to become better versions of themselves. I'm your host, Nehemiah, director, entrepreneur, vegan, and a bunch of other stuff that doesn't even matter. Because at the end of the day, it really is all about you. I sit down with inspiring individuals, talk to them about their journeys, habits, and some of the tools that they use to become better versions of themselves. Hope you enjoy. All right, we live. Mr. Sincerely Collins is in the building. Let's get it. This is an honor. And I'll tell you why it's an honor and how funny the universe is. I actually heard about you a long time ago. Okay. My cousin here in Phoenix, he went to high school. And he saw a lot of the work that I was doing. And he was like, yo, you need to hear about this dude sincerely. You need to hear about this dude sincerely. And I saw the video that he showed me. And I was like, oh, okay. It was dope. Somebody from Phoenix is talking about something. Mm -hmm. Fast forward to my girl, Naveen, Mm -hmm. telling me, you need to meet my boy. Fast forward to my guy, Iraq, talking about, you you need to meet my boy. Mm -hmm. And we meet. And instantly I'm like, I get it. Mm -hmm. I get why all of these people wanted me to meet you because it was like, you were like a soul brother to me. Mm -hmm. And I've met a lot of people in the industry and very few times do I meet them and have an instant connection with them. Absolutely. And meet people who are real and genuine. Mm -hmm. And in your music, you literally live and are everything that you preach in your music. Absolutely. That's rare. 100%. 100%. That's rare. How do you stay dedicated to that? Um, man, to be real with you, I think that it, it starts with, um, it starts with my grandparents. It starts with growing up, you know, in a household, um, being raised by, by two grandparents, my grandfather being military and my grandfather, my grandmother being a stay at home mom and raising seven kids, nine, if you include me and my a couple of cousins. Um, and kind of having that slowed down perspective of life that I think not many people was, were able to, you know, experience, um, growing up in the nineties. Um, it just gave me a, it just gave me a different approach to life from the jump. It it gave me a, uh, I, I came into life feeling like I was already here to offer a service. You know what I mean? Like I was, I was here, I was here to be of service to people through myself. Um, and I think that's just the mentality that I was raised with growing up, you know, listening to soul music and, and, and vibing with my grandparents and, and growing up under my aunts and uncles and everyone was so much older. It was always like, I, I had no choice but to be ahead of my years and ahead of my times. And because of that, I think I understood things about life and things about people and um 
just certain things that I'm learning now, you know, through picking up books and, and listening to audio and, and things like that. Things that I'm learning now that I innately grew up applying to my life and applying to my standards and applying to my morals and the way that I go about doing things. I'm just now learning that it's actually a system and there's actually something to it because it's just been the way that I've, that I've carried myself, you know what I mean? And I've been taught to. When you say it's a system, what do you mean by that? Um, like there's a system to like universal law and the way things work. And, um, because I've always felt like, um, it's funny. My boy, Sean, he's one of my oldest friends here with us. And we were talking about, uh, we were talking about how, when we were little, I was that kid who the parents would put in charge. Like the parents would say, all right, Kyle, like y'all are going out. So this is the, this is the deal. And I would have to make sure everybody was straight. You know what I mean? And make sure we didn't get in trouble. And if we, and if we did get in trouble, it all went back to me in some way because I was supposed to be like, Kyle, why don't you, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like always been that, um, I've always had that, that mentality. And I think that, um, there's, you know, there's, there's certain things that you're taught throughout life, whether it be through the church system in the Bible, whether it be through television and programming, whether it be through streets and street smarts, you learn little, little bits and pieces of things throughout life. That is like, kind of like, Oh, like these are things that you do along life so that karma comes back to you the right way. And these are things that come, these are things that you do in life so that, you know, you help yourself by helping others and, and things that I just, I just innately knew. I just innately was just, I didn't want to do it. I just did it. You know what I mean? Like it's just how I'm, how I moved. They say that a lot about light workers. Yeah. That when you come here, it's almost like instantly, you know, that you have a purpose Absolutely. and you automatically try everything you can in your power to fill it, even at a young age. Yep. And one of the things that's funny is when you talk about being put in charge, I can actually see that because I've been in the studio with you and I've worked with you. Mm -hmm. And what I've noticed with a lot of artists is they're easily distracted Yeah. when they're in the studio with you. No, mm -hmm. you are eyes glued to the screen the whole time. Mm -hmm. You don't look away. If, if someone wants to get distracted, you allow them to, mm -hmm. but you stay focused. Absolutely. And I noticed that because no one around you was able to take you out of your element. Mm -hmm. Now you talk about the universal law. Did you grow up religious? I grew up in a Christian household, very Christian, like extremely. So, um, you know, growing up with that, that's, it's a, it's a yin and yang to everything because, Growing up in an extremely religious environment and seeing um, seeing some hypocrisy within that, it helped me pull away from religion and take what I needed to from it and realize what I'm telling you today, which is there's tidbits, there's things, there's information from all the sources that they they give you they give you some good stuff. You know, they give you they give you some tools to work with. It's just what level um, of consciousness you're working with at the time as to whether or not you, that, that way of explanation and that way of programming works for you or whether or not it's, you might, you know, maybe too much of a, uh, adolescent, uh, level mm -hmm. version 
of what it is the universe is really working with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so growing up in a religious in a religious family and and having, you know, aunts and uncles, you know, kind of preach to you in a certain way. It's not that cuz it's not that I'm I'm any less spiritual now. I'm much more spiritual. I'm much more connected. Um and I'm much more faithful. And I think that's what's most important and but it's hard when the way that deities are 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 presented to us it's hard to to go and break away from what you've been taught to learn more sometimes you know it's 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 almost impossible sometimes it seems mm-hmm. to to take in the concept that every single thing that we're taught from the moment that we are able to receive information up until the moment that we realize this, but everything that we taught is a lie mm-hmm. to not only take that information and apply it to how you live your life after that. That's, mm-hmm. that's hard. Yeah. And most people don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. They don't want to hear that the Bible isn't real. Absolutely. They don't want to hear that the Quran isn't real mm-hmm. because now what happens now they don't have this book that's supposed to be giving them all of the answers. They don't have their foundation. They don't have their foundation. Yeah. They have to f- not only find a new foundation, but they have to now actually do the searching Absolutely. themselves for what the truth is instead of it just being handed to them handed on this platter. And that's, that's the one thing that I don't understand about, about people who aren't as curious because for me, if something was handed to me as soon as I, as soon as I was conceived on this planet or as soon as I came to this planet, if something was, if information was handed to me and I was told that this is the way to live and then I see worlds around me that are living differently and they have their own way to live, I'm thinking to myself, what makes me any different than them and what makes them any different than me and what makes them any different than them? And it's nothing really but everything at the same time. And these, these, these systems that are set up for different, um, different cultures, different nationalities, different continents, these systems that were set up for them to follow. There's nothing that, there's nothing that's telling me that mine is any more true than theirs and that theirs is any more true than mine. You know what I mean? So that alone is the reason why I would be curious that, that uh, I feel like I would be, I feel like something's being held from me or done to me. If I don't go and I get that information when I know something to be off, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I don't want to dismiss that. I want to, I want to go and fix it. You know what I mean? If you let something that's off grow, it's going to, you know what I mean? You, you, but you're you, you're, you're you, seeing right now in America. You're an anomaly. <laughs> yeah. You are, you are a threat. 100%. To the system. 100%. Because the system is designed for people not to question it. Mm-hmm. You're doing the exact opposite. Absolutely. You're questioning everything. Absolutely. And questioning everything, you start to see all of the inconsistencies. Mm-hmm. You start to see the inconsistencies in religion. You start to see the inconsistencies in media. You start to see everything. Yeah. And it's almost like once you wake up to it, 
you almost laugh like I was brainwashed by this because this consistency, the inconsistencies were so consistent. Mm. Once you realize that the inconsistencies of everything you've been learning is more, the inconsistencies amongst all these different aspects is more consistent <laughs> than what was supposed to be consistent in the first place. You know what I mean? It's, it's wild. It's I, insane. I think you have a point there because they haven't changed anything in the Bible. Mm -mm. They left it exactly how yeah. it was. They said, Nope, this is the book. This is what it is. Yeah. And they've been consistent with it. Yeah. So I think, I think you're right about that. And the, the beautiful thing is, is that we actually entered a whole new equinox. Mm -hmm. So the age of people just taking information and being okay with it is fallen. It's gone. It's, yeah. gone. it's gone. And it's a beautiful thing because people like you have a platform mm -hmm. and you don't have to go through these, through these gate holders to get your voice heard anymore. Absolutely. How, uh, how much pressure do you feel being an artist and having the knowledge that you have, uh, how much pressure do you feel with the need to have to share that to the people who listen to you? You know, I used to feel a lot of pressure. I used to feel like I got to get everything that I have to say to everyone who needs it in good timing. Like I used to see it as a task, like, if like I'm trying to save people, like I'm Jesus and or, or maybe even like Moses and the floods coming or something like, you know what I mean? Like trying to save two of everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's kind of like that. It's, um, it's been like that before, you know? And I think that's where, that's when you can start to fumble a little bit is when you start to get too involved in, in the pressure of that and, and making making the making your universe and your world more than what it needs to be for what you're capable to do at the moment. You don't like, that's just a, that's just a failure concoction. You know what I mean? Um, that's the quickest way to, to disappoint yourself. Um, I've learned that I have a position in the universe that is going to evolve the way it's going to evolve. No matter what it's going to evolve, how it's supposed to, because foundation is everything like we were like we were just saying and and our nation's foundation has been shook the world's foundation has kind of been shook and there's going to need to be a lot there's going to need to be regional leaders um who are going to be able to hold a frequency amongst certain regions and um there's going to be shamans all over who are informing the people and we have to do that on every level of consciousness we possibly can because we're in one organism so i say all that to say that being in phoenix and me right now maybe like not being like you know on like a j cole level or something like that like that amount of reach you know drake reach you know what i mean and instead of letting that make me feel like, Oh, I'm not getting across to the specific, to the people, all these people. I feel like, Oh no, I'm a specialist. Mm -hmm. I've been, I've been sent to Phoenix to cure an outbreak. You know what I mean? That specific one, mm -hmm. you know? And once that's where it needs to be, then maybe that's when, you know what I mean? You, your, your information then seeps over 
but it's got to be solid. That foundation's got to be solid, you know? And that's what I feel like I'm doing right now is, which is why there's no pressure is like, I feel like I'm right where I need to be and I'm doing it. I'm not, I don't want to say flawlessly. We're all flawed, but I, I feel highly confident in my tactics and what I'm doing. And it's, and I'm no longer chasing any sort of vanity, whether that be fame, money, even just the thought of being success, like highly successful, no longer chasing vanity and chasing the result. And when I'm chasing the result, I'm seeing the change. And that is my success. Like when I'm seeing that change, that's my success. I'm getting more fulfillment now than I've gotten in years off of literally just loving what it is that I'm here to do right now. You know what I mean? That's huge. That's so hard for people to do. Yeah. And it sounds like you found a way to be present. Mm hmm. And in that presence, there it, there is not that rambling brain that's telling us this and that. Mm -hmm. And I think that one of the things that artists suffer with, and me being an artist also, is wanting to get to a certain platform, especially when we have something positive to say. Absolutely. And it's hard to see other people with that platform, but not maybe utilizing it mm -hmm. to the full potential of it. Absolutely. One of the things that we have to remember is that that's by design. Mm -hmm. They were appointed that platform because they're not going to use it. Absolutely. They're not going to put anybody in that position who's going to stand up and say, Hey, just so you know, while I'm, while I'm here at the Super Bowl show, um, we need to stop paying uh, taxes because the IRS is not real. We need to all break away from our social security cards right. and every single dollar that you just paid for this, I'm going to give back and promote all of the minority businesses and open up banks so we can get away from their funding. 100%. They're not going to say that. I, I agree with that. And here's another way to look at it too. So not only are they not going to, appoint that person who's going to say that but also the universe isn't going to appoint that person to say that either because that person has a path that is going to it's going to open up like 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 floodgates that that path is going to have to expand from here to here and you might not reach anybody if you do get on the platform and you're not ready to communicate the way that it needs to be communicated so that a you don't get your ass assassinated on the spot mm -hmm. <laughs> some shit b so that the people who are listening and who are programmed so they don't block it you know what i mean so it doesn't seem kanye westish you know what i mean so it doesn't seem because that's kind of what it is it's like a glitch it's like something trying to pop out and 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 you know it's like the it's like in the Truman show when he sees his dad and he's like is that my dad and then the the people who work all together with everything in the within the Truman show bubble they all conspire together to get him his dad out of the picture immediately it's like that situation like oh like if if you scream at the top of your lungs if you say the right thing or the wrong thing then you're just going to get you know what I mean? You could just get shut down. Just basically just like off button type shit. It doesn't have to be anything serious, but it could also, it could just be as much as your career don't go nowhere. You know what I mean? Um, but then on the opposite side of that, it's like, okay, when you've gone through the correct and precise training, 
and you work your way up to that platform and you didn't get appointed that you just, you know what I mean? You just worked to that platform. You're going to say it and all your work along that way is going to create a, a breadcrumb trail of exactly what it is you mean when you do say it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like all this story has to build up for it to even make sense for you to be on that platform saying that shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think on the, and I think it ties in too because when you're on that major platform versus the platform you're talking about, the platform you're talking about has what we like to call in the industry a cult following. Facts. They are your fans loyal to the end. If sincerely puts this on his Instagram, yo, don't mess with this company. They are all going to follow suit. Mm -hmm. But then when you get to the J. Cole level and you have 10 million fans, Mm -hmm. your cult following may only be 100,000. 1,000%. You know? Absolutely. And and the rest of those fans, let's say you got a million fans and 100,000, 10%, 100,000 of them are cult, right? Or 100,000 of them are heavy listeners. That 900,000 might be so programmed that now you've hurt yourself and your platform. And that's what they do to these people who do speak out. They, they hurt their platform by speaking out. They, Oh, Oh, you're saying that now. Oh, okay. Well now all of a sudden you're Joe Budden, like, you know, the, the, gratefully Joe Budden was able to make his way back up in the, in the interviewing world and in the, in the reality TV world. But just like that, you know what I mean? It's just, Lupe Fiasco, you know, um, people like he had to have anonymous had to threaten Atlantic records, um, with hacking their, their computer system to get Lupe freed from Atlantic records. You know what I mean? So it's just like, but that's, that's another thing that shows like what your cult following can do. Yeah. You know, that shows what your cult, and that's what I want. I want that. Like I want my, if I was on a, on a label and they weren't releasing my shit, I want my fans to protest Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i want to see action i want to know that i have i have uh uh, i've motivated doers you know what i mean i'm not i'm not motivating or or entertaining people who are just gliding Mm -hmm. i'm motivating doers you know and that's as long as i'm doing that i'm good and then one of the things that people don't realize is that when you have fans like that you don't need a record label. Absolutely. What you need a record label for. The yeah. only thing that they're doing is riding your coattail. Absolutely. They look at you as a product. Sincerely, Collins is able to generate this on his own. If I put a little bit of money behind that and get it in front of a bigger artist audience, it can generate this. Yep. I'll take 75 to 80% of that yep. and I'll move on. And and the only thing they have to offer you is looking and feeling like a star. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you, and sometimes you don't know what comes with all that. So it's, yeah. Now that you've been in the industry, what comes with that? Well, there's a, there's a lot that comes with it that I'll say that I'm just not willing to compromise. You know, I, it's an interesting world out there, man. Like it's, it's an interesting time we live in too, because I'm, I've had to, I've had to learn to understand and accept a lot of different walks of life. And, um, one of those walks of life is just learning and understanding people who do, uh, chase vanity and who do, um, who are ego kind of live through the ego and are kind of more about the show than the, you know what I mean? 
Um, and I, and I had to actually learn to understand that part of it, you know? Um, so with that being said, like, I don't have any judgment towards what some people do in that world and what they need to do in that world. But I just, I don't have any interest in, in doing something out of character to get somewhere. You know what I mean? So and the thing that the play the the problem that I have right now is that a lot of these people don't seem out of character. A lot of people seem they're they're ready to naturally like have their phone in their hand and like blog the next like weird thing that's going to happen so that it'll go viral or like you know what I mean or they're they're down to like set up some fake situation so that they could stunt in something. You know what I'm saying? Like or even just like people who do shitty things like like you know there's so many you hear about you know like sex trafficking in the industry and you hear about things like you hear about all these kind of things and I'm starting to think like I don't I don't know if it's I don't know if some of this stuff is sacrificing or if some of these people are just built that way but it's just like I'm not I'm not for it you know what I mean I would much rather I would much rather just continue navigating and find, I, I always say that if I, if I were to sign to like a major or if I were to go, if you were to see me on a major platform, it would be because I'm teaming up with, with other artists and whatever connections they have through their platforms, I'm utilizing those, but I'm not, I'm not going directly to a company because there's so much that can be involved in that. You know what I mean? And there's so many promises and between the lines and it's just like, I'm, mm -mm. Like I would much, I would much rather create my own and learn how to create my own, not just business, finances, and um, um, heritage, but also create my own industry, because that's something that that black people, especially, but just the the community of 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 the urban community, um, we don't have our own industry we go and we dominate someone else's industry whenever we do it nba nfl hip hop acting and television sport whatever you know what i mean we go and we dominate someone else's industry like where do we create our own? like at what point do we create our own industry at what at what point do we do we hold out long enough to where something has to come up and pop out how many chants the rappers and sincerely Collins and you know people like that? How many of us does there have to be popping up in different in different shapes and sizes and and uh, fan levels and stuff like that before it's like oh fuck this system we have this industry now that we just created and it's completely outside of your shit like if the like if the uh, if LeBron and and D Wade and uh, and Kawhi Leonard and Kyrie Irving and and Steph Curry and Kevin Durant and like 20 other players all got together and put like you know 20 million dollars each into creating their own new NBA or something like some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like how like where what if we did that? What if we did some shit like that? How do we create our own industry? They've been trying. Yeah. And and throughout history the 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 minorities have tried. Mm -hmm. And 
we got so much as far as having a full black Wall Street banks, everything to mm-hmm. the point where we were completely broke, broken away from the system mm-hmm. and they got bombed. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we have to look at and we're told to forget is the stuff that stems from the traumatic things of slavery mm-hmm. that are still affecting us today that they, that we're not allowed to talk about. Absolutely. Every other culture is allowed to talk about what happened to them, but we're told to forget about slavery. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the aspects of it is that in slavery, they would really harm the people who banded together. Mm-hmm. Anyone who banded together, anyone who tried to be a leader, they were made an example of mm-hmm. in front of everybody, whether it was lashing them, whether it was making everyone not be able to eat, whether yeah. it was leaving them outside. So we've been programmed Absolutely. to not want to join together mm-hmm. out of fear. Yeah. It doesn't happen in any other community. Something's going to happen. Yes. Yeah, like one of the things that I think is necessary, I think, well, one of them is happening with Trump in office. Yeah. But it's either that system needs to completely break, like completely, or we need to do what Marcus Garvey was talking about and get out of here. Mm-hmm. Because in other countries, we're not treated like this. Yeah. In America, we have some of the worst treatment as African-Americans. Yeah, It's the worst, the racism, everything. Like when people come here, they're surprised. They're mm-hmm. like, dang, I didn't know it was this racist here. Mm-hmm. So we either need to break their system which we're all running so hard to be a part of mm-hmm. or we need to just get away yeah well i think the system i think the system's breaking i think the system's breaking right now i think that um i think trump being in office is huge i think i feel like that's one of his words huge <laughs> it's huge for the community um no i think trump being in office is huge because at first i was so like appalled by the thought of it like at first i was just like ugh you know what I mean? Like, like, why is this? Ha- like, why are we even doing this right now? And then, but I was going through my own transformation and my own growth and my own, um, my own um, ascension. And when you get to that place, it's kind of like when you get from when you go from heart to ego. You're familiar with the chakra system, so like when you go from heart to ego, the ego can look and feel a lot like heart. And heart can look and feel a lot like ego, depending on what it is that you're looking at. And I feel like I made a jump from ego to heart that helped me understand what the universe was doing with Trump. And even though people grasp the concept of, yeah, yeah, I get it. The universe works in mysterious ways. Like he's coming and he's fucking stuff up and and it's going to end up better because I don't think they really get the when you break down like when you break down what that means like this man is this man is the last person <laughs> that they wanted in office you know what i mean and for him to for him to end up there and be the rogue person that he is and come through kind of just busting shots whether he's he's kind of busting at some of my people which is like which you don't like. But the thing is, is that it's like my people been getting bust at, like that's not what I'm paying attention to. Like I, I, I feel that and it's never gone away, but you're no different than anyone else when it comes to that. Now, when I look this way, you're so, you're so caught up in your ego that you fucking around and busting against 
people that are have been busting against me my entire life too and my people. So not only are you busting against me, but you're busting against them and you're busting against them and you're busting against them. And at the end of the day, we're all going to be like, fuck this nigga. Like, you know what I mean? Matter of fact, fuck all this shit. Like, I'm not, no, fuck all this shit. He's busting it, all of us. He's fixing that because, because he doesn't like them. He's fixing that because he doesn't like them. And he's fixing that because he doesn't like them. And he's breaking that because he doesn't like them. You know what I mean? Which they like. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, so all this demolition is happening to create space. You know what I mean? To create space for new, for a new system, for a new integrity to come in that's led by the people's the people's spirit that's led by what what the people are in need of because of what they're seeing and i think that trump is the absolute best person for that job like if 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 obama came in doing all this stuff like people would just oh nigger like nah. you know what i'm saying it'd just be like what the like it just be a fuck it just be crazy it'd just be fuckery but <clears throat> If George Bush came in, it'd be fuckery. But Donald Trump, people are so appalled in so many ways by him. And then some people are so intrigued in so many ways. It's creating something. It's creating something. And I know that everything always works out for the good. So because I know something's being created and because I know it's working out for the good, I see where it's going and I see how it's supposed to, you know what I mean? I see the trend. And everybody sees this dip, but I'm focused on that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of people are just so shallow, though. A lot yeah, of people are not trying to do any type of research. They're not trying to look at a situation the way that you are, mm-hmm. looking at why are we in this situation yeah. and what is the light that could come at the end of the tunnel? A mm-hmm. lot of people aren't looking at that because one of the things that Americans mm-hmm. need to understand is their level of entitlement is through the roof more than any other country. Mm-hmm. And every single American feels like what they say is gold. Yeah. So when the person that they wanted didn't win, they took it personal. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the biggest things that needs to happen is people need to play devil's advocate more Mm -hmm. and see the other side. Absolutely. If you hate Trump so much, play devil's advocate and see what reasons you could do to like him. Mm -hmm. Because that is how you start to combat hate with love. Absolutely. And then what you'll start to find is, oh, snap. When I dig through all of this fake news, Mm -hmm. as he likes to say, what has happened since he's been in office? Mm -hmm. Every single, I can't say every, but mostly all of the large pedophile rings have all been exposed. Mm. No one's talking about that. These people have been, have been, they've had backup and people protecting them for years. And then what happens? Here comes Trump and it all stops. Yep. People want to talk about the wall. Yeah. What they don't know is that Clinton was talking about building this wall mm. and put money aside. Obama was talking about building this wall, put mm. money aside. And what did they do? They never built the wall, but Absolutely. they spent the money. But they spent the money. And they don't know where the money went. Absolutely. So Trump is, besides JFK, one of the last real presidents mm-hmm. who aren't related in this whole bloodline of things. Facts. 
that is why he's a problem to them. Facts. He's the last. He's, that's he's what it not, breaks down to. At the, the that's it. At the, at the dirt of it all. That's it. That's what it breaks down to. And, and that's what people need to understand. They need is, to understand that this is a this is a this is a system. This is an assembly line that has just been there's a, there's a there's a, a a screwdriver in the in the system. It's fucking it up. And they the thing that's that's fortunate for the assembly line is that they they still have an opportunity to make him look like the assembly line to so many people. But it doesn't matter because he knows. He knows what he's doing. He's willing to die. He, I would bet my bottom dollar that Trump would be just ecstatic to be the president who was assassinated, did all this shit to change. Because it's like, yeah, it's another thing like Ye said. We're talking about a lot of Trump, so we're going to end up talking about Ye. But yeah. Um, it's like it's like Ye said, like what was what was the concept that he brought up? Um oh so if Trump's so egotistical and we know who this man is and what him to be like of course he's gonna wanna be the best president to ever live. He's gonna wanna go so hard, he's gonna want the black people to like him. Gonna, by the end of it all, he's gonna want that. So he's doing everything he can to be like the most historic like I don't feel like Obama and Bill and and any George, any of them, they don't go in there trying to like stir shit up. No one goes in the presidency in the presidency trying to stir shit up. Everybody goes in the presidency trying to not fuck it up, trying to just be perfect. Let me be perfect. Trump is like, let's go. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm with it. I'm I'm with the times. I'm with the. I'm with the shits. Let's go. Trump is a businessman. Trump is looking at all of these papers right now. He's like, we're spending this on this. Mm -hmm. No, that's a lie. We're spending this on this. No, that's a lie. He's looking at it like, no wonder this is fucked up. This is what's going on. No, 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 no. Scratch this out. Scratch this funding. We don't need to be doing this. They're over here like this. There are people who have been working in these situations out of the White House, Secret Service, whatever, for so many years that are going we got to hand the information to this guy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we got to, we got to give the, the secret, like we got to give all the top secret information to him. Like, are you, can't we rewrite the rules again? Like, you know, I was like, can't we go back and they're working on rewriting the rules. That's I'm the reason sure they are. Th- what they want is for this trial to go for the next two years so that in that time they can rewrite some rules so that he'll lose for sure in the next election. Wow. And like, so, you have to understand how <clears throat> let's look at Trump's position, right? <clears throat> he has some of the most powerful people in the world after him mm-hmm. trying to dig up dirt. These people can find out what you did in third grade yeah. and turn it into a problem Yeah, in two years, three years. All that they have been able to find is a clip of him saying, yeah, you can grab a woman by the something, something yeah. when you're famous. Yeah. So all of the millions of dollars that they spent, this is how this is how gangster he is. Yeah. They have not found nothing. Right. Nothing. And they're over there like, what the fuck? <laughs> Pretty much what every single minority 
has always dreamt about happening is happening. Mm-hmm. Obama was not going to go in there and do anything. Yeah. He didn't do anything. First of all, Obama's not even black. Mm. They don't even know that. People are so used to being spoon fed their information that they will take what Fox News says and it is gold and it is everything to them. Tell and they won't that. even, I don't even know about that. Obama's not even black, bro. Tell me more about that. Okay. So this is one of the things that they did. They tried to put his um, birth certificate up after everyone has been saying all this time, like, look, bro, he's not who who you think he is. Mm -hmm. It got to the point where the White House and the government, they put his birth certificate up online. Right. This is where they messed up. When they put it online, a whole bunch of people, especially like some hacking people who know InDesign, who know After Effects, Mm -hmm. all this stuff. When it was downloaded, they didn't flatten the image. Oh, so they still had all the- all the layers. Wow, Every, it's and when we look, we're talking about sixty something layers on this man's birth certificate. What? He is a Indonesian Muslim. That's wild. Look it up. Look up and look up Muslims from I Indonesia. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> look at. I'm right telling now. you, this is this is the stuff that. It's funny because Trump has been saying this. Trump has openly come out and talked about the Clintons, who are some of the biggest crooks, who also are huge in the pedophile ring, spending time at the island, all the stuff where they actually have documents of Bill Clinton going to and from the island. When. Oh, yeah, it looked like Obama. Don't it? That could be Obama easily. Easily because Obama was CIA. He's also related and connected to that bloodline. And a lot of people don't know, but he had uh, one of his mandates was to um, reconnect ties with uh, it was either Kenya or some spot in Africa because Bush had messed all that up, messed up the relationship. They brought him in black guy to mend that relationship because guess what we need from all of the resources for all of our iPhones and everything. Wow. That was one of his, that was his global mandate. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's why, Wakanda and that's why forever. I mess with you because you're not, you're not a sheeple mm-hmm. and you've broken away from the matrix. Absolutely. As we like to call it. What are some of the tools that you use to do that? Um, well, your mind, your mind is the most, powerful your mind and your heart are the most powerful things that you have tools that you have to use um to guide you and i've always gone with that first i've always gone with my my heart over my mind and my mind over my eyes you know and um i think that because of that, there's just always been a, a curiosity to to know as much as possible about as much as possible um, and really just be an explorer and a servant on this earth, man. Like, I'm just I'm just here to do that. And I, I can't explain the innate feeling I've always had. Like, I've always just been the guy out of my friends, my family to go and seek. You know what I mean? Like, just go and seek and find more and bring back what I've learned and teach and, and 
I just feel like I, I, I almost feel like a machine, like not like not even a human. Like I feel like I'm a machine here to help, like an alien here to help. Like I was just dropped in like, yo, like go on this mission, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Go on this mission, go handle your thing, then you can come back up. And I feel like I'm just I'm just, you know, raging right now, just raging, ready to ready to find out all the most shit that I can and 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 give it to everybody who needs it. You know, with, with that being your mission, how many roadblocks have you found so far? Man, the thing about roadblocks is like they're they're not roadblocks like the roadblocks are literally just things telling you, you know, when your destination is over here and you're going this way, it's something that, oh, okay. Like, you know what I mean? It's something to just steer you in the next direction. It's not a, it's not a roadblock. So with that being said, like moving, moving up, um, moving up my ascension ladder and, and, and learning more and more about myself and, and going through the stages of, of, of like the seven stages of hermetics type shit. Um, Going through those levels in life, I've I've been able to develop an understanding of things that I thought happened to me, realizing that they that they were happening through me, not to me. You know what I mean? And once you can once you can realize that that nothing happens to you, everything happens through you, everything happens with you, then um, the roadblocks don't become roadblocks. Roadblocks become fun roadblocks become bowser in in mario roadblocks become the final level where you get the princess like you know what i mean it's like the roadblock is the gold like the roadblock is why it feels good you know so um yeah that's that's it like i if i if you would have asked me this question two years ago i probably would have told you a lot of roadblocks i probably would have said well this happened and this person fucked me over and this and that and that but now it's like, no, like, absolutely not. You are right where you need to be. Like, you are right where you need to be. And if you would have done that, you'd be lunching right now. If you would have done, if you were with that person doing whatever the fuck they're doing right now, you would be some whole different kind of artist. If you were, you know what I mean? Like, just all kinds of shit like that. So for me, I just know that I'm right where I'm supposed to be at all times. And because of that, I'm thankful for anything that's even appeared like a roadblock to me. You know what I mean? And that's my advice to to everyone out there is, is don't look at your struggles. Don't even, don't even acknowledge your struggles. You know what I mean? Look, look at your, look at whatever you think is a struggle and acknowledge it as a tool or a sign for what you're supposed to do. Not, you know, this is here. So I'm not supposed to do something. No, this is a sign of what I'm supposed to do, not what I'm not supposed to do. You know, mm-hmm. that's how I, that's how I go about it. That, I mean, that that's some advanced shaman stuff, right there. Yeah, that's and you said that two years ago, if I would ask you, mm-hmm. versus today, what changed in that amount of time? Because what you just described is a that is a large evolutionary mm-hmm. jump, and two years is a short amount of time mm-hmm. for someone to go from that type of thinking to that. Um, Absolutely. Was there any book that happened, any event or? Well, I continue to, I've been studying, um, I've been studying hermeticism. I've been studying, um, um, 
all kinds of different just philosophy, you know? And one thing, one common denominator where all the philosophy meets up at is universal law and how we live in a reactive world and we live in a vibrational world and we live in a energetic world. And when you break everything down to an energetic level, that's when you can sort of start to see things a little bit for what they really are. Like how we just broke down the Trump thing at an, at an energetic level based off of how other people see things and at an energetic level, Trump isn't tied to that bloodline at an energetic level. Um, at an, at an energetic level, I'm just at that place of understanding what it is that's really happening by being able to separate all these instances or moments or, or in, or, you know, incidents or whatever it might be that I look at as negative, you're able to separate them and you're able to dissect them all into their own little pieces. Okay. What happened around this? What happened around this? Okay. Damn. This was because I was being insecure and I, and I needed to learn this about myself. Okay. This is because this and this person were going through this and I was in the middle of this and I was actually trying to like play God and like get in the middle of this, blah, blah, blah. You can break down every scenario and figure out what you were, what you were doing that didn't go with universal law. You know what I'm saying? Like you could break down every scenario and, and even within those scenarios, how far you break it down to, there'll be another breakdown that you didn't even get to. You know what I mean? So being someone who can sit there and dissect all these things and kind of just go through them in my head and, and, and learn from mistakes and, 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 um, and learn how to move forward based off of what I did, what I didn't do right prior. You know what I mean? Just going through, just going through levels in life and, and spending two years studying and, um, and, and really kind of sitting in, and just, um, sitting with that energy, sitting with those energies and just, and just accepting them and going through them and running them back and not in a bad way, but just kind of like in a learning type of way, you know what I mean? And, that's I don't know. That's that's how I got there. I would say, you know. Would you um would you recommend any uh, books or tools to anyone out there who is looking to absolutely to go on that path? Absolutely. Um, before I even recommend a book or a tool, because I'm gonna, it's my responsibility to advance people with whatever it is that I can insert that can be of more assistance than if we were, they were to just have the book. So with that being my mission, before you take any of the advice that I take, I think it's very important for people to understand that what we consider to be magic, what's been presented to us as magic since we were little, it doesn't break, it doesn't break down to being as unrealistic as what we've, as what we've been taught as we've grew up um magic is really science at a at an energetic level at the end of the day um you can break it down and there's components to it it's not just nothingness into somethingness there's components to it um so i think people need to open up their understanding and ideologies 
on what they would consider to be magic and what they would consider to be real life and realistic reality and blur those two things a little bit more. And if they can blur those things a little bit more, the books, the books that I recommend or whatever it is that I recommend will go much further. You know what I mean? It's, it's something, it's a step that I feel like a lot of people don't get over, which is why they don't keep going sometimes is, Oh, this is starting to get magic-y. You know what I mean? This is starting to get fairy tale-y. This is starting to get spirity, you know? And starts start dealing with fairy tales and ghosts and goblins, and then all of a sudden they're out. <clears throat> Widen your perspective. For me, I was a very left-brained individual, grew up military um, under my grandfather, who was, like, really strict. I was the furthest person from being able to understand all this spirituality on a, on an energetic level until it was explained to me in a, in a scientific and in a, um, in a quantum physics way. Once it was explained to me in a quantum physics way, I was able to go back and understand and, and care about things that I was listening to that I didn't care about before because it was magic to me. Now it's all the same to me. I don't, wouldn't call either one different, but for the sake of the conversation, the people listening, I will say that, um, with that being said, someone that I really, uh, that I really like to, um, listen to audiobooks of is Napoleon Hill. I'm really into, um, think and grow rich. And, uh, what's the other one? The devil one conversation with the devil. Um, those are two go-to books, uh, rich dad, poor dad. It teaches you things that I think every, black male in America should know. Um, not a book, but I think that anyone who can leave the country, um, get a passport and go to wherever the fuck go. Uh, that's, that's better than any book you'll get. Um, I listen to, uh, I listen to a lot of philosophers. I listen to Abraham Hicks. um, I listen to Kevin Trudeau. Um, Kevin Trudeau is huge. KRS-One is huge. Um, yeah, I think those are some good ones. Those are some, some good ones to get people to start. And I think those are some real, well-rounded ones to get people kind of like, okay, here's kind of sciencey, Here's kind of mathy. Here's kind of spiritual. Here's, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. so. And I think one of the biggest things that most of the books are going to have in common mm. is changing your thinking, changing your thinking. That's like the number one thing is mastering this computer that we call a brain. Absolutely. And I'm going to put some uh, notes down for the people who wanted to hear that because that list is insane mm. and people are going to be, Abraham Hicks alone is going to send them down a rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. If yeah. they've never even heard about Abraham Absolutely. and Jerry Hicks, Absolutely. oh, it's going to send them down a rabbit hole. Yeah, that's what I like, want to do. I want to start sending people down rabbit holes, man. Speaking of rabbit hole, have you um, partaken in any psychedelics? Yes. Which um, ones? So I'm I'm a huge fan of mushrooms. Um, I wrote a book on mushrooms. That was amazing. So I've been dabbling with mushrooms for the last two years now, two and a half years. Um, I just started smoking weed like four or five years ago. So like, I'm still like, you know what I mean? Um, is that the only psychedelic I've taken? 
think it, I think it is. I haven't done I haven't done LSD yet. I want to. Um, I want to do ayahuasca. Um, I'm still think because DMT and ayahuasca is very similar, right? Yeah, they're, they're going to be a little different. Like more natural version of DMT. I wouldn't say. Is, it definitely is a, lo- a little bit more natural because it's coming from the vine and, and they're turning it into a tea. Yeah. Um, the DMT, the dimethyltryptamine is going to be extracted from like mimosa root or something like that. So it's still natural, gotcha. but the ayahuasca is going to last much longer. The DMT is going to be like 10, 15 minutes. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So I, I definitely want to do an ayahuasca ceremony. Um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking I'll probably do DMT too. I'm really, I'm not opposed to any of it it's just all about timing for me mm-hmm. so you know in in doing the uh i like to call them medicines i think mm-hmm. a lot of the people who partake in them they understand that they are really these powerful tools mm-hmm. did anything change for you after uh going into like a ceremony with like the mushrooms or anything absolutely well i mean writing my book was a ceremony itself like that was man can people find that book? No, it's not out yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just kind of teasing it. Okay. Um, yeah, it's not out yet, but uh, it's it's in the works right now. But I I wrote the book in Amsterdam, so I was traveling. I wrote a book and I did um, mushrooms. Um, and it was it was definitely like the most surreal experience of my life. It was just so. It was emotional. It was freeing. It was therapeutic. Um, and since then, you know, I've, I've microdosed a couple of times since then too, just to get those neural pathways back connecting because it, it really kind of does something to help you, to help you just get back sharp. It kind of makes you think like a kid again, in a way, like it makes me feel like being a kid, like just kind of like out playing in the trees and, and your mind's clear. Um, and it just gives you, it just opens up your perspective on life and your outlook on life and it gives you it gets you ready for that rabbit hole a little bit more sometimes, you know? I agree with you a hundred percent. Yeah. I, uh, if you haven't partaken in any type of uh mushroom ceremony, something I highly recommend it because we are so bombarded mm-hmm. with distractions, with information, like our subconscious is so full of things that we don't even know that Absolutely. we can literally stop operating from right now and our mood and everything is already adjusted for us for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. That's how much stuff is in our subconscious right. right now. And when I partake in those, what I get to see is my conditioned thinking breaks <laughs> down, my ego goes away, yep. and I am literally more present than I ever am. And I am so connected to higher self and source that nothing could stand in the way of that. Absolutely. And in that union, it's the most powerful thing because literally you don't have to, you don't have the ego jumping in and distorting the message between you and your higher self. If you have questions like, yo, I don't know if I should leave this person or, or be with them. When you go into that realm, it's Mm going to be like, you know what to do. Yeah, exactly. It's not going to give you the answer like, oh, you should leave. It's going to look at you like, Bro, yeah, yeah. You know, like, what to you do. know exactly. You know what to, to do. do. Absolutely. You know what to do. I feel like we should probably do a ceremony sometime. I'm down. Yeah, we should do that. What's I'm the actually, most you've done? Um, I probably had pretty moderate, moderate amounts. I mean, when I was in Amsterdam, though, I went kind of, I went kind of ham. Like, I, I don't know how much I did. All I know is I was doing them a lot. <laughs> like, I was like, I was, like when I would come down off of it, I would just go right back at it and keep writing the book 
and that was for like three days. Nice. So I don't know how much I did, but it was like, I think they came in eighths, and mm-hmm. I probably was taking like a box, and then maybe one whole eighth, and then half after I would, you know what I mean? Nice. Keep going. So I don't know. It was it was a lot though. I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't do it like that again. I'd probably. I want. I want to do it like a different way each time. Like you know the way I feel it out and how what I my experience is. So that one I was kind of just like. I I dove in. I was like, I'm finishing this book in a weekend, like type shit. You know what I mean? So it was like, let's go. The um, since then I've done it in a different, a couple of different ways. Uh, I've taken them and just like gone hiking, you know, and that kind of stuff is cool. I had a cr- actually pretty crazy experience hiking. Um, did you talk to a tree? Uh, I talked to trees without All right. mushrooms, so that would have been that'd have been normal. But um. But no, I was just talk. I was talking to myself and like my homegirl who uh, was there with me. She just had to like sit there and just like hold me while I just like went through this whole thing in my mind. You know what I mean? So it's different trips for different reasons and stuff. So, and then the last time I've done r- mushrooms because I've, I've probably done like six, seven times. Last time was a was a microdosing for about a week. Mm-hmm. So and that was just get me back on my on my shit. Yeah, so, microdosing is so powerful, mm-hmm. and it's like you said, they're tools. Yep. Different doses do different things. If you want to, you know, if you want to connect with nature and, you know, be in a more euphoric state, I would say take you like a nice one grammar. Mm -hmm. If you want to start connecting with your ancestors and going into different realms and you start to take five and above and, you you know, you're going to you're going to see you're going to see this reality that you think is a reality finally break down yeah. in front of you and everything that all these people that you deem crazy, mm-hmm. which you see is that they were talking some real stuff. Yep. And I actually want to touch on someone because you're a huge Kanye West fan. Mm-hmm. Me personally, listening to Kanye West, he doesn't sound crazy to me. Mm-hmm. When I let the media tell me what I should think about Kanye West. Yeah. He sounds extremely crazy sounds to nuts. me. Yeah. How did you feel about that slavery is a choice statement? So here's my take on a lot of the stuff that Ye is saying and a lot of the stuff that whenever someone who I look up to or I, or I, you know, think has great philosophies or does great for the world. Um, I always try to have the perspective of, I know, not I know, but this person has presented this much up, up to this far. Based off of what they presented, what they're presenting now, it makes the most sense that this is the interpretation of it. People will, we live in such a here-today-gone-tomorrow society, that people will take 10 years of catalog, 10 years of philosophy, 10 years of action, and write it off over a sentence and not use any of this previous 10 years as context for that sentence. So if I think to myself, this is the guy that said George Bush doesn't care about black people. 2006, 12 years ago, 13. If this is that same guy and he's now saying this, what is the connection? Where where did he go from this to this? He must have learned something. He must have got new information. As he's getting this new information, I happen to be learning a lot of this new information that he's talking about. So 
for me, the universe is saying, you know what's good. You're learning, you're learning this as it's happening in real time on television. All the stuff we're talking about with Trump, all this. He know, you think he don't know that? L- listen, to, listen to college dropout to Jesus. He knows that. If you go and you listen to those interviews where he like was going around like talking crazy, like you don't got the answer sway. He was talking about industry. He was talking about economic empowerment. Every everything that we now Dame Dash is coming coming out with these podcasts. Charlemagne now does his own thing. Joe Budden. All these people are taking his model of economic empowerment and they're actually doing what they were reporting him to be crazy about. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're going, oh, like, we need to go and we need to make these deals. We need to do this. We need to, we're becoming woke mm. to all this shit. Five years ago, that shit sounded crazy. What? Like, Nike's not giving you royalties? Like, you, what? Like, I don't get, like, who cares? Like, you got your clothes. Like, you, you know, like, I get it. Like, whatever. You're mad. Why are you mad? Like, this motherfucker's trying to make a real change. Like, you need economic empowerment. And on top of that, you've made all these motherfuckers all this money for all this time. And now you're trying to make a little piece yourself, a real piece? Because $10 million isn't a lot of money. It's not, I mean, it's, it's a lot of money when you're, when, you're, when you're, you know, sitting in a podcast room or something, like, and you're just, like, looking at stuff that's not $10 million. But when... You're living in a $10 million world. 10 million, it's, it's how do I keep $10 million? How do I maintain $10 million? Then it becomes harder. So it's not that much. And when we're talking about heritage and we're talking about economic empowerment, we're talking about taking this land and being able to actually say something ourselves because we own a piece of it. You know what I mean? So when I think about that statement, going back to the statement, when I, th- when I thought about that statement, my first thing was, why is he saying this? What does he mean by it? And when he, when he said it, I knew exactly what he meant. And that is, we are enslaved right now. That is 200 years of slavery. That sounds like a choice to me. Meaning, after 105 years, that soul in you, that spirit in you, hasn't, ga- hasn't uh, gathered around with the spirit of other people who has decided that that's not going to be their choice to be a slave anymore. He's not saying we went up and checkbox yes or yes or no. How dumb can niggas be? Like, how dumb are you to think that that's what he meant? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's my problem. Is like, how dumb can you be to think that's what he meant? Because niggas is dumb. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and and I say that with the utmost respect. But this is how dumb niggas is. They will take Kanye West's statement where he says slavery is a choice. Mm. They will refute it without doing any type of searching, researching Mm -hmm. or anything. They'll just say he's crazy. Mm -hmm. Then these same brothers will go and stand in line for five hours for a (laughs) pair of Jordans. You will go tell those brothers, hey, those Jordans only cost $12 to make. That money is going to prison systems, which at some point will end up enslaving you. You're not going to see a return on it. It's a bad investment. You're standing in line to pay $500 for something Mm -hmm. that costs $12 to make. You know what they're going to say? I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. These are fire. These are fly. Slavery is a choice. Slavery is a choice. And also, 
it's a choice for you to really sit and look at their history and believe that that's true. Yeah. If you really believe that a million of us came here on their underdeveloped technology yeah, boats, right. then you are retarded. Absolutely. You have not done any searching. Absolutely. Get out of that high school and start to do your research because blacks were here way before those mm. slave ships mm. brought us. Mm. So they need to understand and they need to stop criticizing people who are speaking up. Mm. Take those as gems to do Take your research. He's sitting there in a position. He's he's had the he's had the um the ability in his life to elevate throughout that system and through and and to learn more and more things and to gather those gems, man. Like I'm looking at him and I'm going, what can I what can I take from this subliminally? You know what I mean? Like at all times. Mm-hmm. Because there there's gems in there. there he's is. talking about he's talking about some real shit. Mm-hmm. You know? I think the biggest thing that I took away from it was Everyone, every black person I know, they like they like to be big and bold. If I was around doing slavery, they wouldn't have done shit. Yeah. Okay. You you would have done exactly what you're doing now because those same slave masters, those are now corporation owners. Absolutely. Those are now the people who are telling you, hey, you need to be at this job from this time to this time. Absolutely. We're not going to pay you enough to pay your bills. You you're still going to be on 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 welfare. Yeah. You. Once you get your birth certificate, your kid belongs to us. Your car belongs to us. That rent that you're paying because you never bought anything. You are a corporation. You are choosing to be a part of this because every single year when tax time comes, you're paying. Mm -hmm. When 7 o'clock comes, you're jumping on that bus to go to work. Absolutely. Not one day are you saying, you know what? This is wrong. I am being enslaved and I'm going to stop this right now. Absolutely. So don't go to a man who's saying slavery is a choice while you're choosing to be a slave every single day and then talk bad about a man who's looking you in your face saying, hey, bro, yeah. you're a slave right now. Yeah. And you're like, Ooh. and not even knowing it. And then, and then he's having to co- go apologize. Yeah. Oh, to pee so bad. <laughs> We're actually done. Let's get it. We're actually done. <laughs> Thank you so much. We ran out of time. Okay. We went we went a little over, but this conversation got so deep. Didn't even get to everything that I wanted to get to because Wait, we'll I, it went. Two. We need to do a part two. We'll do a part two. Thank you so much, brother. Uh, I'm not exactly sure when this is going to be released, but your website, your sincerelycollins.com at sincerelycollins everything. Yeah, everything will be in the show Man, notes. I appreciate you, bro. Thank you, brother. Yeah, sure. Thank you for Been coming on this. Coming, bro. Thank you. That's it for this week's episode, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to check out all the links, subscribe to all the outlets, and leave comments letting me know what you think. Once again, this episode is ad-free thanks to all of you who have supported my company, Raw Yogi. I cannot thank you enough. If you are looking for an awesome new vegan line, then make sure you go to rawyogibrand.com. If you're a listener of this podcast, then you will get a great discount on your first order. Isn't that nice? Promo code, like always, will be in the notes. Again, thank you so much, and I will see you next week.